<laughs> Welcome to chapter 125 of Factual Recollections of a Snowman Coloured Gentleman. How are we all doing, guys? Now, I want to start off this week's podcast with a quick poll, and you guys can participate. I want this to be an inclusive podcast. Uh, so, guys... Put your hand up wherever you are. You don't have, look. Oh, you don't have to put your hand up, but just maybe answer it in your head, okay? But I'm going to put my hand up, okay? So, everyone who knew what day it was yesterday, put your hand up in three, two, one. Oh fuck, my hand's not up because I didn't know what day it was yesterday. <laughs> okay, we'll do another one. Everyone who has been living a day ahead in... No, sorry, a day behind in their own... Sorry, okay, wait, wait. Everyone who's been living a day behind in their head all week, put up your hand now. Okay, my hand's just gone up. Oops, I think... Am I the only one? Or unless someone else has listening. I hope hope I'm not the only one. Guys, the podcast is late because I thought... It was Tuesday. I've been living in the past, literally for three days, and I can't work out now where I went wrong. So this is how I found out yesterday that it was Wednesday. So it's Thursday now. Let's make that clear. I'm recording this on a Thursday. The podcast is one late, one day late, and I apologize. Yesterday, um, it gets to about 8 p.m. I've been living it up doing Tuesday things, you know, like just fucking Tuesdaying about, because in my head, it's Tuesday, it gets to 8pm, I get a message on my Instagram saying, hey Luke, uh, just wondering when I can expect the podcast to be up, I replied very confidently with, oh, the podcast is, uh, is out every Wednesday, so it'll be out tomorrow, and she said, yeah, I know, that's why I'm asking, it's Wednesday. <laughs> Have you ever had a complete stranger tell you what day it is and you go, no. Serious? So you went, yeah, today's Wednesday. And I was like, pretty sure this girl is fucking nuts. I'm pretty sure I'd know what day it was, okay? I'm, I'm a, I like to think that I'm not the smartest guy, but I like to think that at all times I know what day it is. Clearly not. I don't know where, and and now I realize because that that means on Tuesday your guy your guys is Tuesday, right? Everyone else is Tuesday. One hundred percent. I thought it was Monday, and I can't work out. I've been trying to backtrack to the day where I went wrong, where I skipped. Like like so, one day I technically would have had to do. I think I did Sunday twice in my head. I woke up two days in a row and was like, it's Sunday. And then I fell a day behind. I need a fucking DeLorean to catch up now. I don't know how I'm going to get back into the future. Because currently, to me, it's still Wednesday. I've been doing all my Wednesday shit, you know? But to you, you guys are already on Thursday. So everyone listening to this, you you guys are listening from the future. So that's why the podcast is late. Because I don't know what day it is. So we're off to a great start this week, guys. Um, I'm going to rock up a day late for my Adelaide show this weekend. Everyone's going to be there and we'll be like, guys, Adelaide, tomorrow night, get down. (laughs) 
Oh, God damn. But seriously, though, get down. If you're, if you're in the beautiful city of Radelaide, come get rad with me. The Tambourine Tour. Three shows to go. Uh, Adelaide, Aubrey, and Canberra. Adelaide this weekend, Aubrey, Canberra next weekend. Get down. Let's finish off this tour with a light percussive tap. Okay? Um, yeah, it's been a big week, guys. Clearly not for me. That's one thing that really concerned me about uh, the whole forgetting what day it was thing. It did not affect my life at all. And it should have. That should affect your life. Usually, like I'm sure if you guys didn't know what day it was, your boss would be calling you going, where the fuck are you? It's Monday. It's 9am. Why aren't you here? You'd be like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's Sunday. That's what my life would be like if I was like, I'm lucky I don't have a job. I'm lucky this is my job. Where if I'm a day late to my job, I just get a few messages on Instagram going, oh, oh where's the podcast? That's the that's all that happens. That's like the biggest the biggest punishment for me is no one cares. You guys don't care. You guys got other shit to do. You're like, I'll listen to these fucking podcasts when it comes out. Okay? I only got about 10 messages, which thank you guys for caring that the podcast wasn't out. <laughs> um... Yeah, so it's really concerning that I can be a day behind the rest of society and it affects my life so little. So little. I, I lived all of Tuesday thinking it was Monday. Did not affect my life whatsoever. So that's good. I thought National Papa Shaka's Day, which was on Tuesday, was just on a Monday, I think. I'm pretty sure I remember thinking like, oh yeah, we'll have it, oh, it'll be good, it'll be on a Monday, and I'll, I'll drop that video on a Monday. Maybe that's where I went wrong. God damn, I'm dumb. <laughs> so, hope you guys had a great uh, National Papa Shaka's Day. Hope you've been popping them in the sheets, hop popping them in the streets. Uh, a sheet pop is called a seductive shack. Hope you guys did that to uh, your boyfriend or your girlfriend, um, or your, you know, or maybe you had a one-night uh, stand and in the morning we're like, oh, I'm just gonna get an Uber. You were like, no worries, and you popped a shack to your uh, to your homie. I don't know if anyone would have a one night stand on a weeknight. Is that a thing? You know, I've I've never had a one night stand before, so I I I need to ask you guys like, what what's the deal with that? Do people only do one night stands on weekends? That's interesting. Let me know if if you've ever had a one night stand on like a Tuesday night. It seems a bit dirty. You know what? That would be weird, actually, if you both had jobs, like starting at 9am, both had 9 to 5 jobs, you both went out to a bar, met up, had a one-night stand, and then, what, do you go into work the next day in the same clothes? Because everyone knows you fucked. Like, you know what I mean? The guys, you, the, the, the workmates that you went out drinking with the night before will be like, you were in the same clothes? What did you get up to last night? It'd be dead obvious. So I I don't know. Let me know if anyone's ever done that. I, I think that would be wild, and that's a that's a wild way to live. Anyway, so hope you had a good Shackers Day. Uh, it's good to celebrate. Next year we'll be doing International Shackers Day. So many people celebrated uh, overseas, which was very cool to see. Had a Canadian high school hold an International Papa Shackers Day, which is very cool. They made a uh, Luke Kidgel T-shirts. They made a Papa Shaka t-shirts that said Shaka Addict and then at the back saying this is my pop top. They made Shaka pins, necklaces, you name it, they had it. What a great initiative and it's good to see Canada uh, being fucking legends. So yeah, it, it was a real successful first day. Hopefully next year we 
gets even bigger and better. Uh, I'll probably do more of a build-up next year for International Papa Shaka's Day. Really get the international community. I'll Hopefully, the dream would be getting a seat on the UN and uh, sitting around that big... You know, Have you guys seen the UN meetings where all the representatives from each country, I get out there with whoever the Prime Minister will be. So probably four Prime Ministers from now next year in Australia. I get out there and go... No worries, guys. Uh, I'm just here for one thing and one thing only. Pop, pop, motherfuckers! And then the translators all around the room start going, start translating pop, pop, motherfuckers in Mandarin and all the different languages and stuff. So then, and then I'm assuming what will happen is it's hard to get everyone in the world to agree on some things. That's why we have world wars. That's why there's conflict. But I feel like it'd be pretty unanimous in that room that I'd get a standing ovation from every single nation in the world. A standing O nation, they would call it. And it would be written about in history as the first guy to ever have a unanimous vote in the UN. You know, every country agrees. It doesn't matter what your political background is, if you're a democracy, if you're a communist country. It does not matter. If it's National Papa Shaka's Day, you're fucking hitting that shack and all the other issues can wait till tomorrow. So, guys, hope you had a great day. Um, Popping shacks, I certainly did. Bloody hell, pulled up a bit dusty, though. I don't know how you guys pulled up, but whoo, two minor hand cramps in the pinky and thumb, as well as a slight like, pinky ache the next morning, like, I went to raise it, and I went, oh, pulled up rat shit, but nothing stops the pop, and you got to trek on, so I put it on ice, and all was good, now, oh, I don't want to brag, guys, but this is the first thing on my list to talk about, okay, look, I do want to brag, that's why I'm bringing it up, my postman is cooler than your postman, but look, my postman, nah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how cool you think your postman is. My postman is a fucking legend. I realized this two days ago. He was driving. Now, 60 kilometers an hour. You're thinking, Luke, that's pretty regular speed. Lots of cars do it. Lots of motorbikes do it. So far, doesn't sound legendary. We'll check this out. He was going 60 kilometers an hour. Not on the road, on the footpath, on the sidewalk, ripping it up, around bends, not slowing down. There are prams, people walking their dogs, cyclists. My postman's like, fuck that, I've got mail to deliver. And it's just, he rips it so fast down my sidewalk. Now, I'm not going to encourage that. I'm not going to encourage that. I'm not saying I'd do it, and I'm only saying it's good, but a lot, okay, I did say it was a legend, but so maybe I'm slightly encouraging it. But as someone who doesn't really frequent that sidewalk a lot and only really watches it from my bedroom window, <laughs> god damn, it's good. Guys, <laughs> my postman's a crusty demon. <laughs> He's just fucking sponsored by Red Bull, just rips up and down the sidewalk like a hero. Doesn't care, man. And I didn't think you could deliver mail in such an aggressive manner. I've never seen my mail delivered so aggressively. He like throws the mail in my in my letterbox. He, he doesn't, you know, slide it in. He really jams it in there and he I've seen him like have a crack with the, like the paper. One time I just saw him. It's I don't know, maybe the dude's always running late or something or he's trying to get it 
done quickly. He just kind of rips it past and just chucks chucks mail. And one time he didn't even put it in my mailbox. I saw a letter just skim over my mailbox and land in the garden behind it. And other people will be like, fuck this guy. And I was like, man, this guy, how do you think he keeps his Red Bull sponsorship? Okay, this dude is like next level. Like I'm honestly, I honestly reckon he's like an ex-member of Nitro Circus. So then, and then he's become a postie later in life and he just still knows how to kill it. It's so good to watch. So yeah, didn't want to come out and flex on y'all, but my postman's cooler than your postman uh, because he doesn't give a fuck. He goes 60 kilometers. I've seen him do a skid around a pram. Like, narrowly, <laughs> think about that. Someone in your, like, you're, you're at your workplace, you're being paid by a very big corporation, Australia Post, to be doing your job, and it gets to 11 a.m. in the morning, and you just rip a skid around a baby. <laughs> if that isn't, like, the gnarliest thing you've ever seen, then I don't know what is. The dude was being paid to avoid babies on the sidewalk. He should be riding on the road. A postie's even allowed to ride on the sidewalk. He doesn't give a fuck, though, my postie. It's great. Um, so, yeah, that's the thing. I hate to come out and uh, do that to you and make you feel shit about your postie, but my one, Diamond City posties, they get it. And now, I want to talk about my Hobart show. Uh, what's, where, uh, when was that? Two weeks ago. I had Frenchie on last week, so didn't get to chat about it, but god damn, it was loose. It was so loose. Thank you to everyone who came. It was so fun. Now, I've got to explain why it was a weird one. It was probably one of the top three weirdest shows I've ever done from the minute I got to the venue. I was playing at this place called the Granada Tavern, which is not in Ta- not in Hobart, in Tasmania. So I was going, guys, come to my Hobart show. I get to Hobart, put the venue into maps. It's 20 minutes out of Hobart. And 20 minutes out of Hobart is like four hours out of Melbourne. That's like a rural place. I went through farms, paddocks. I played in the Diamond City of Hobart. It was a place called Berrydale. And I I went there and it was fine. It was like your classic kind of, it was called Granada Tavern. You know, if anything has a tavern, you're immediately expecting there to be a sheriff out the front and like a hay bale for your horse. Okay. Do you guys know that's a law? I think places, it's like an old timey law. I'm not sure if it still exists, but a few years ago it did. It was like it was like the everyone's fun trivia when studying legal studies in school. There is a law that exists apparently that if you go to any type of establishment such as Crown Casino, they have to legally give your horse if you rock up on a horse, they have to give your horse hay. Apparently, like like how they have to give you free water. Um, that's what I heard. I'm not sure if it's true, but. <laughs> that's what this podcast is. It is me saying things that sound correct, but are based off hearsay and limited evidence. So, rocked up to this tavern on my horse. I was like, yo, bring out the hay. They did, thank God. And uh, parked my horse in the stable. I'm kidding, guys. Had a hire horse. I wasn't. It wasn't my horse. I had a, like a Hyundai hire horse. It was like you know, 60 horsepower, but in one horse, it was pretty good, 
um, automatic horse. It was white, drove there, um, well, rode there. It was That's probably why it took so long to get there, because I was on a horse. So I got to this Granada Tavern place, tilted my hat at the sheriff, walked in, and there was just a bistro full of 120 people. Go up to the bar staff, I was like, hey, I'm Luke, I'm here to do my show. They're like, oh, yep, you're doing your show up in this building, like, at, at the top. And I was like, sweet. And so it was like, it was like two, okay, it wasn't above the bistro. It was maybe like two meters above. You had to walk up a ramp and two meters elevated above, there was a separate room. Now, the interesting part about this venue was you would think that I would be doing my show in a separate room to a bistro full of 120 people celebrating birthdays, eating dinner. You would think that, however, ladies and gentlemen, if you were thinking that, you will be wrong. Why put me in a separate room? Nah, we'll just separate it with curtains, two curtains, and that will block out the noise of 120 people eating 15 metres away. Good luck with your show. That's what they did. You would think when building the tavern, the architect went, now what do we need for a building, guys, that has multiple rooms? We'll need floor, boom, check. We'll need a roof. Yep, got that. Check. Uh, we'll need exterior walls to go around the outside. Yep, we got that. Check. Oh, we'll probably need some walls in the middle of the room to divide the spaces. You know, stops noise pollution and people just generally like rooms. Oh, nah, mate. Not in Tasmania. We don't do walls here, mate. You got the exterior ones. I've... W- no, but I was thinking interior walls. What? And the guys left. And then the building remained. That's how that tavern was built. Fuck off any walls in the middle. The whole place was just one big... I could not stress enough how big this place was. It was like one big space that was just divided by curtains. The only, the only room that was separate divided by a wall was the pokey den. Because you could probably hear the sounds of people crying as they get their couches repossessed and shit. So that's why they put a wall on that one. But they were like, oh, you're doing your little comedy show? Yeah, no worries. Hopefully, hopefully you don't have to deal with multiple renditions of happy birthday throughout your show, Luke. Oh, wait. I did. And (laughs) look, it was bad. So... I got there about 6pm, there were 120 people in the bistro, and I said to the venue staff, oh, will they be gone by the time I start my show? They go, yeah, yeah, of course, no worries, we usually get everyone out by 7.30, your doors open at 7.30, your show starts at 8.00, you'll be sweet. I was thinking, awesome. Gets to about 7.15, and uh, still seems to be 120 people in there, and I'm thinking, hmm, it's a bit weird, surely some people would have left by now if they're going to get everyone out. So I go up to the venue staff. I was like, hey, uh, 7.15, is is everyone going to be going soon? Because it'll be really noisy throughout my show. And they go, yeah, yeah, sorry. Everyone's going to be out by 7.30. And I was like, that's in 15 minutes. They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went, these people are still ordering. They haven't ordered their food yet. And they went, oh, well, right. well maybe there'll be a few people left if that's okay. And I was like, yeah, look, that's fine. Gets to 7.30, the place is probably more pumping than when I arrived. There's renditions of happy birthday. No joke. There is an 80th birthday party happening where the grandmother has been gifted with an adult male blow-up doll. And I know this because I came out to pee one time out of my green room, right? I came in through the bistro, right? 
and I walked through, and all I saw was the most, probably the most Tasmanian thing I can possibly even conjure in my mind. It wasn't like a, an orgy, um, but in the 80th with the family, but that was the second most Tasmanian thing. I saw a six-year-old carrying a plastic adult blow-up doll, sex blow-up doll, via the penis. It was a male blow-up doll. Instead of, you know what, I was going to say, instead of carrying it by the, a six-year-old shouldn't have <laughs> a male blow-up doll, a sex blow-up doll. We're talking hardcore shit. There was a face-fucking-hole on the blow-up doll where it's like, so it was like, it looked like one of those carnival games where you throw the ping-pong balls in it, like, that shit. And then it had a butt hole as well that you could insert something into, um, such as a penis or a finger or a foot if you're into that. You could you could probably put a foot fit a foot in that hole. It was a big hole. Um, and I saw a six-year-old walking around the busy family bistro holding the male blow-up doll via the cock, by the plastic dick on it. Now, I meet, what did I do in this situation? I immediately ran, told Meg. I was like, Meg, my girlfriend, right? I was like, there's a six-year-old with a blow-up doll. She runs out, goes, holy shit, need to see this. I see it. I'm like, sweet, cool, that's the most Tasmania thing ever. We go back into the green room. 20 minutes later, I leave the green room again. Now the blow-up doll, which is still being played with by with all the kids, right? There's about 20 kids. There's like a kid's party happening. They're all playing with the blow-up doll because Tasmania. Someone had deemed the blow-up doll inappropriate. <laughs> Someone had been like, oh, maybe we shouldn't have a sex blow-up doll around these six-year-old children. So instead of removing the blow-up doll from the situation, some bright-eyed adult went, we'll just put underwear on the blow-up doll. So the next time I saw this blow-up doll, there were kids' bonds underwear pulled up so the blow-up doll was wearing little kids' underwear covering the plastic dick. But because the dick didn't fit in the kids' underwear, they tucked up the dick. And you know, guys, when you tuck up your boner into the elastic of your fucking pants, right? That, it was like they tucked up... <laughs> the the blow-up doll had a tucked-up boner that was popping out. So you could still see the tip of the plastic cock. And these kids were still playing with it, but then they were like, oh, that's fine. Like, who hasn't seen a plastic dick when they're six? It's fucking Tasmania. It's better than their uncles, right? So, oh, I just went, Jesus Christ, this place is fucked. So, I guess the 8 p.m., I'm supposed to start my show. Everyone's there. There's so much noise happening. I was like, all right, cool. We'll just start the show in like 10 minutes. Maybe some people will leave. We go on. Uh, Meg opened my show, which was cool. She killed it. Um, she's doing comedy now, which is good uh she did her first ever gig at my robot show in one of the most fucked environments i've ever performed in but um it was very funny so yeah she killed it that was fun and then uh and she's opening my adelaide show this weekend and aubrey and canberra and lachlan fairbun is also opening adelaide this weekend so i start doing my show i get on stage about quarter past eight and throughout my show like it's just imagine busy bar chatter. I cannot describe, it's the most distracting thing I've ever performed to. Like, imagine if you had to do your, like, a, a public speaking or whatever in, like, a busy bar. Hang on. Busy. I'm going to look at busy bar sound effect. Okay. This is what I was listening to in the background. I was like, guys, thanks for coming out. Um, 
Tobar, you guys are legends. All right, so um, you're probably wondering why I've got a tambourine with me. Uh, insert tambourine joke. All right, uh, can you guys hear me? Can you guys hear me at the back? That was what my the first half an hour <laughs> of my Hobart show was like. Then there were three renditions of Happy Birthday that happened. I had to stop my show three times because 15 meters away. Again, no walls, just curtains. So there's no sound. So the people in the bistro will, would have been able to hear me doing 9-11 jokes and I could hear them singing happy birthday so both people would have been pissed off at each other so i could hear like i'd be halfway through doing a fucking bit like i'd be halfway through a story then i'd hear happy birthday to you happy birthday to you. and then i just have to like come on guys let's sing and then my whole crowd went happy birthday dear and we'd wait for the name and the 80s was like barrel happy birthday and then it, i even did the fucking hip hip hoorays i let it because i had the microphone i was like hip hip and then everyone out in the bistro went hooray <laughs> it was so fucked but anyway classic hobart my first time there i expected literally nothing left and i lo you know, i love doing shows like that it ended up being one of the best shows of the tour i think i think it was so fun man i had a great time by the end like at, at the first i was but by the time I just got used to it, and then by halfway through the show, most people had left anyway. It wasn't too loud. It was fine. But the first half an hour, I did so little material because I was just talking about the thing. I think I described it as like a strip club fucked a childcare center. That's what it sounded like out in there. Oh, guys, it was wild. But anyway, Adelaide this weekend, uh, Aubrey, Canberra. I think they're at better venues. Actually, Aubrey, I don't know. I've never been there, so I don't know what venue it's at. But Adelaide is at the Rhino Room. That's a sick venue. And I'm pretty sure the venue in Canberra is sick as well. So, um, yeah, guys, get down. It's always fun. You never know what's going to happen at a Luke Kidgel show. There might be a blow-up doll with a six-year-old. There might not be. Hey, that's what happens. So, oh, this is one thing I want to talk about. Oh, it's not very funny, but I just want to tell you guys, because I know there's a lot of young people uh, who listen to this podcast and it's something that maybe I would have wanted to know perhaps a couple of years ago that I had no idea about. This uh, this week I was going through all my tax shit. It was boring. I was on like my MyGov page and I realized that I had my higher education loan sitting there, which is like your Hexted or your TAFE's called like Help or whatever it's called, right? It's when you study at a uni or a TAFE and then you don't pay, your, you get like a Hexted that you then pay off throughout life. What I didn't know was that you guys may not realize this, and I certainly didn't. Some of you might. You, that debt keeps going up. Not interest, but it's called indexation. So every single year, my hex debt has been going up by 1.5% about. So it's gone up like, it's already gone up something like $1,000 or something like that in, uh, it, it went up like $800, 900 or $1,000 something like that only in three years. So I was like, oh, fuck that. So I decided to use all my money from the comedy festival and just and some of the savings i had as well to just pay it all off because i was like fuck that i'm not gonna let it sit there and keep going up so yeah more just a thing for you guys not very funny but genuine thing uh yeah you might want to check that out your hex debt keeps going up via the cost of living every year they times it by whatever the cpi is of that year and then it usually ends up going up by 
a few hundred dollars. So if your hex debt is like forty thousand dollars, that's just going to end up costing you. My brother's has already gone up by about three or four thousand dollars already in like three years. So yeah, something to think about. Just just thought I'd give you guys a heads up. Look at this educational loop. This podcast doesn't have to be all laughs. All right. Doesn't have to be wall to wall fucking comedy, which it always is. <laughs> Sometimes we get a bit, you know, educational, and uh, and it's just that's just a heads up for everyone who's uh, studied or is paying off a hex debt. Um, if you obviously, you know, you some people may not be in a position where they can just pay it all off, right? I just happen to be in a position where I make all my money fucking at the start of the year, and then now I'm going to be living like a fucking in poverty for the rest of the year but that's right i live at home with my parents so (laughs) it's cool um what else i want to talk about i want to talk about tiktok bloody tiktok not the song by the way no i'm not just going to talk about kesha but everyone who's seen my show uh this year would know that um i'm very interested in kesha now i think that song tiktok's dope hang on where's tiktok I want to talk about the app TikTok, but while we're on it, let's talk about Kesha. This city. I always imagine her dentist must throw up in it in their mouth. The dentist must just throw up in their mouth hearing that. I wake up, brush my teeth with a bottle of Jack. That was the, you fucking idiot. Jack Daniels would erode your teeth very quickly. That's like brushing your teeth with coke. Like, imagine just, fuck, that's so stupid. It's such a dumb lyric because you know she doesn't do that. It's like, it's her, it's in her mind or whoever wrote that song is thinking like, what's like a tough way I can describe me leaving the house? Is that... Is that impressive? Like, what, what What do you mean? Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Who is P. Diddy? Is that that rapper dude? P. Diddy? Didn't he, like, piss on someone's face? Or is that R. Kelly? I don't know. Piss P. Daddy. P. Diddy. Not P. Daddy. <laughs> P. Diddy. Oh, that dude. Sean Combs. Oh, isn't his name Puff Daddy? P. Why did he keep changing his fucking rapper name? P. Diddy, Puff Daddy. Dude, this guy looks like he'd fucking piss on people's faces all the time. He looked like... Man, look at him, dude. I'd want him to piss on my face. If if I wanted anyone to, like... If anyone... He, that's the type of guy he looks like, guys. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, it's uh, um, P. Diddy. He, he just, like... Yeah, he looks like the kind of guy who'd piss on your face and then be like, Ha-ha, you like that? You know what I mean? That's what he, that's what he looks like. Um... I don't know if he's as ever pissed on anyone's face. I bet you everyone in Hollywood is pissed on a face. I feel like it's like their initiation, you know? They get into some room and like, you want to be famous? And they're like, yeah, cool. Piss on my face. Like, what? I said, piss on my face. And they're like, cool. And they're like, what's next? And after you piss on their face, like, you need a dumb rap name. All right, what did you have in mind? Well, just because you pissed on my face then, because you did a pee, I'm going to call you P. Diddy. <laughs> and then he was like, dope. And then he and then he featured fucking 10 years later in the opening line of a Kesha song. Wake up in the morning feeling, feeling like P. Diddy. So she woke up in the morning feeling like she's just peed on someone's face. 
By the way, my favorite part of this song is I could honestly spend half an hour reviewing this song. I won't, but I will probably spend the next five minutes. My favorite fucking line of this song is the, hey, what up, girl, after that. Listen to it. You ready? Wake up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, what up, girl? <laughs> what up, girl? Is that P. Diddy? Do you reckon, like, hey, what up, girl? Let me piss on your face. Like, did they, do you reckon they got P. Diddy to do that? Because he doesn't feature in the rest of the song. There's no guy, there's no rap verse, I don't think, in this song. So he's just, they've gone like, yo, P. Diddy, you busy today? He's like, oh, I've got a few faces to pay on. Well, what are you doing after that? Not much. Can you say, hey, what up, girl? And send me the clip. Wake up in the morning, feeling like P. Diddy. Hey, what up, girl? <laughs> oh, man, I love it. I'm going to look up the lyrics to this song. Um, from memory, she has some insane lyrics. I love Kesha, by the way. Anyone who's seen my show will know that um, Kesha probably doesn't like me. Uh, I have a I have a story in my show called the Kesha story, and um, it's it's in my comedy special, which is is coming out, and it's my favorite story ever. Um, it's true as well. People always doubt it. It's true. There's there's one part of the story. No, it is true because there's one part of the story. There's no. It's the story... Okay, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to give it away. But for those who have seen it, there is one part of the story where the bit that you think would be made up is absolutely true. There's only one part of the story I just added in. It's the first bit. It's just like a bit about a tambourine, right? Anyway, the story is true. So, Kesha TikTok lyrics. Um. Oh, here we go. Okay. Wake up in the morning... F- Dude, I like that she's so presumptuous when she does a night out. Because she says, because when I leave for the night, I ain't coming back. Like, who plans an all-nighter? I've never done that. I've never gone out and been like, oh, I've also never brushed my teeth with a bottle of Jack. That's so much, that's so much, so much Jack to brush your teeth with. Like, how much toothpaste do you use? Like, a little, a little pea-sized amount on your toothbrush? She's just pouring a whole bottle of Jack Daniels and going, this is why I have fucking dentists threw up in their mouth. Um, my favorite line is, uh, boys blowing up our phones, phones, drop topping, playing our favorite CDs. Oh, so old. Now it will be like, playing our favorite Spotify playlist. Um, the chorus isn't that good. She pretty much admits she's poor. She's like, ain't got a care in the world, but got plenty of beer. Ain't got no money in my pocket, but I'm already here. That's not a flex. Don't hit that lyric. Ain't got no money in my pocket. That's just literally her going like, but if I try hard enough, I can get free shit off guys. Um, this is my, okay, this is, this is my all time. This is my second favorite line in the song. I'll get to my favorite line. This, my, fa- my second favorite line is, now there's dudes lining up because they hear we got swagger, but we kick him to the curb unless they look like Mick Jagger. What kind of weird old man fetish does Kesha have? Mick Jagger is an ugly motherfucker. Have you guys seen what Mick Jagger looks like lately? He looks like a fish. He looks like like a fish with saggy skin, like a like an elderly fish. He's like his lips are like patted out. His skin is hanging off his face like a fucking pit bull. He looks like a pugfish. 
<laughs> if there was such thing that existed. Maybe there is. I don't know. But he looks like, he looks like, he looks wet all the time. I don't know why he looked, because he's probably sweating all the time. I Don't get me wrong. I love Mick Jagger. I love his music. Love the Rolling Stones, what he did for music. You bloody name it. Those guys are kings. The way the way he dances is incredible. I think he's, I think he's actually doing well for his age, but not his face. He looks 90. How old is he? I bet he's only like 70. Mick Jagger. Or maybe he's like 80. I don't know. Mick Jagger. Um... Age. He's 75 years old. Yeah, the dude looks like 85, man. That's that's why you don't do cocaine. Wow. So, yeah. Anyway, that's that's my second favorite line of the song. The dudes are lining up because they think we got swagger, but we kick them to the curb unless we look like Mick Jagger. Imagine if that was your deal breaker. Like you were dating, you're on Tinder or whatever, and you're swiping. You're like, fuck, man. None of these none of these guys look like Mick Jagger fucking hate this. No one's getting around Mick... People don't like Mick Jagger because of his droopy-ass fish face. They like him because of his moves and his swagger, you know? That's why the song's called Moves Like Jagger. Baroon 5 went like, I got that face like Jagger. I got that ooh face like Jagger. No. No one's bragging about that dude's head. Anyway, so that's my second favorite line from TikTok. I will talk about the app, by the way. That's what I wanted to talk about, but... You know, we're on the topic. Um, my favorite line uh, from from this song. Where's my phone? Where did I just put my phone? How do I lose a phone? Put it in my pocket. Okay. My favorite line is, uh, I think it's in the second verse, where she calls the police the popo. She goes, popo, shut us down. Oh, this is, this is that line. This is the other line. That's every guy. Every guy's going to walk up to you. The only other guy who looks like Mick Jagger is Keith Richards. The other fucking dude from the Rolling Stones. Uh. Oh, there. This is my favorite line. Okay. Coming up. Uh, 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 this bit. Popo shut us down. What the fuck? Popo shut us down, down. Dude, all I can think of is like Poe from Kung Fu Panda, the dragon warrior, just bursting into some shithouse house party in LA with the Furious Five, like Tigress, Mantis, Crane, um, Monkey, and I'm probably missing one, Viper, right? The whole Furious Five, Master Shifu's there as well, as well as, well as Master Uguay. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then Poe's like, this is Jack Black's voice, like, hey, skadoosh, this, uh, this party's, like, what would Jack Black say in that situation? He'd roll in, do, like, a fat panda roll, and then he'd be like, hey, Kesha, this party is done. And then he'd be like, Tigress, lock the door. And then Master Shifu would be like, you have partied too hard, right? And then, and then Poe would be like, hey, guys, I'm sorry, you guys need to leave. I'm trying to be the nice guy. I'm the dragon warrior, but... You know, this party's going to be shut down. And then Kesha was like, Popo, shut us down, down. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's all I think whenever I hear that fucking line. And now, that's all you guys are going to think. Now, now, whenever you hear this song at a party, right, all your friends will be like, Popo, shut us down. And you'll just have the image of Kung Fu Panda busting into, like, a house party 
shutting down Kesha's fucking jam. Anyway, guys, that's probably enough about Kesha. I wanted to talk about the app TikTok. Now, have you guys got? Have you guys got TikTok? If you don't, TikTok is what I believe. This is I live under a rock, so I'm not going to be like the guy who's dropping hot knowledge. This is an app that's old as fuck. I know that I'm late to the game, but I knew what it was. I just had no interest in it until this week. Now, <laughs> it's like what musically became. So it's just like. Okay, this is what TikTok is. This is what I see TikTok is. It's a social media app, kind of like the new Vine, where people just make dog shit content. It is a place where people with no personality can thrive on. If you have zero creativity, zero personality, and your only skill is fucking lip syncing and dancing to popular music, you will have a fan base overnight. However, if you dare go on TikTok and make good creative content, prepare to be fucking not recognized. That's what I... I've I've had this app for three days. So the reason why I'm talking about this is because Lewis uh, Spears, right? He he put up on his story, he's like, oh, I got TikTok. And I thought he was joking, right? I was like, yeah, I messaged him. I was like, oi, you're like, ironically got TikTok, yeah? Like, why the fuck would you get that? He goes, no, no, no. Like... I'm, th- I'm going to do it. And I was, I think it's like a good opportunity to do comedy as I checked it out and they've changed it now. Like you can upload, not just the musically stuff. And I was like, Oh, cool. So I checked it out and look, it's 95% just terminal cancer. Like, you know, like the last few days, you know, whether you're like, you've got two days to live type content on there. And then there's 5% of stuff that's pretty funny. But you've got to filter through hordes and hordes of bullshit um, on like their homepage and stuff. It's, it's terrible. But I made a TikTok account. So guys, I just want to <clears throat> come out and say it. I'm a TikTok influencer. How many followers do I have? I haven't posted about... I think I have five followers for no fucking reason. I don't know why I have five followers. I just made an account and didn't post it anywhere. And then two days later, I have five followers. So, yep, guys, I'm killing it. So, I'm already, like, a huge influencer. I'm a big player on there now. Um, so, if you want, you can follow me. I think I'm going to start posting videos on there. I'm going to see. I'll, I'll suss it out for a couple more days and see if it's something I want to do. But all I... Uh, that's why I will bring it up. I want to ask you guys, is is TikTok something that you guys use? Like, I, I'm trying to work out if it's a thing that people over the age of 14 actually go on. Because I'm not, I don't want to get 12-year-old fans. It's not why I'm, it's why I do comedy. I don't, I don't want to have 12-year-old fans, right? I know there's like young people listening to this podcast, but, you know, it, it's hard to like, I, I don't expect young people to like come to my shows or give me their money and stuff. Like, it's just weird. I do comedy for adults. And if you're 13, 14 and you do like my shit, great awesome whatever you you're into whatever you're into but I, I don't i would say my target demo is like 17 to 25 is usually what i get at my show 17 to 25 year olds um so yeah i don't want to go on this app and just start fucking getting 12 year old fans that's not what i want to do it for um so i generally want to know do you guys actually use tiktok and is it is it as big as people say it is that's all i want to know um but as far as this is how i viewed like every new social media app that's come since Instagram, it seems like Vine, 
fucking musically tiktok all it is is just a bunch of 15 year olds trying to figure out who they are as a person via the weird median of choreographed dance with their friends they're just like trying to find themselves through dancing to fucking katy perry and that's just the weirdest shit you know what i mean like i saw girls like they were like oh my god i saw this one going like wow such a retro track and it was like they were dancing to like a g6 and it just made me feel so old like i'm not old i'm 23 okay i'm not i'm not old i'm trying to say i am but when you see a 13 year old go like wow like this song is fucking retro and i remember listening to like a g6 like a g6 at like year seven grade six discos on school camps and stuff how dare you like yes it's a bit old now but that, that, that like she thought she was like being like she thought she was like listening to the classics like like a g6 was one of the fucking classics this this app is just it blows my mind man i scroll through it and it's just like i go on the let's go on the for you page right now so there's a bunch of videos of people just reacting to shit this is it okay there's a two girls just dancing to shit They're just doing these dances where they clap their legs together. This isn't content. And you read the comments. By the way, there's people that have like millions of followers on this. And people go like, I love your content. But they'll just be like lip syncing to a song. It blows my fucking mind why this exists. Anyway, so I just, I guess I just wanted to ask. Is TikTok like a thing that you think, like I think I could be really funny. That's all I'm saying is I think I could be really funny. But I don't know if that's what would do well on the app is actual comedy like i would just make piss takes of it and just you know have fun and do do garbage musical comedy i'm not saying i'm above doing musical comedy filth it's still my biggest video to date is you don't own me okay it is right in my pocket of niche weird musical comedy i'm touring a show about a fucking tambourine at the moment okay i'm not gonna say i'm above tiktok i'm just saying is it something you guys would be interested in watching <laughs> I'm absolutely not above it. Um, if anything, I'm probably below it and I'll be punching up. So, yeah, that's the thing. What else was on my list to talk about? Um, oh, I don't know if I want to talk about anymore. I feel like I've been trashing too many songs. I was going to talk about that. I don't, I don't even need to talk about it. All I need to, you know what? I'm just going to ruin your guys' week a bit more and you'll you'll never unhear this, okay? You know that Billy Ellie-ish song? I've been hearing a lot this week that bad guy one okay it's become like a bit of a meme on facebook it's been around for a few months right this one um hang on i'll get it to the bit this song right do you guys know this one yeah you might have heard it great wait till it gets to the chorus and then once i tell you what it sounds like you'll never fucking unhear it okay do you guys remember those Motorola ads? People who are a bit older might remember those Motorola ads from like 2008 where they just had that dumb fucking repetitive music in the background. This song, you ready? This is Motorola ad from 2008. <laughs> Get the new Motorola flip phone for only, you know, $29.99 a month. That was legitimately the ad. Wasn't it? Dude, that is a fucking phone ad if I've ever heard one. 
you're gonna hear that on so many ads soon. I bet you they're gonna bring it back and that she's gonna get paid a lot of money. Anyway, that that will ruin that song now whenever you hear that one too. There you go, guys. I've ruined two songs for you this week. Uh, you're bloody welcome. Let me know if you want to see me on TikTok. You can follow me if you already have it. Um, it's just Luke Kijel. And I, I'm gonna post, like, repost some of my old shit on there, like the You Don't Know Me videos and stuff and... I don't know what goes viral. I'm still trying to work out what goes viral. But anyway, I'm thinking of doing it for a laugh and it could be something, you know, different and fun to do. And because I've watched a lot of my friends who do like the guys from the Royal Stampede. Um, there's a lot of people like I know a lot of content creators who have gotten huge on this app and it's actually translated over to their YouTube following and stuff. So I'm thinking it could be like a fun thing to try at least um, and not just shit on something from the start, even though that's exactly what I just did. Um, I just said it was for fucking people with no personality to thrive on. So therefore, I'm going to bloody kill it on this app. <laughs> All I got to do is just fill my fucking day. Wake up, eat wheat bix everyone's going to be like, wow, he's like me. Um, so yeah. Guys, Aubrey, okay, Adelaide this weekend, Aubrey Canberra, thank you guys very much uh, for listening again. You guys are legends. And if you like the podcast, tell someone about it. Um, yeah, and tell your postie to be cooler. That's what I'd say. Go out this week. Maybe I should leave you guys with like a motto every week, like a thing to think about during the week. This week's motto would be, if you see a postie, tell him to fucking rip a skid because he's not cool enough. He's you just be like, I, I know a postie cooler than yours. And then he'll be like, you, when he walks away. So yeah, guys, have a great week. See you at the shows. Adelaide this weekend. Aubrey Camber next week. I'll see you guys next Wednesday, not Thursday, unless I forget again. And other than that, keep doing you. Bye.